Hi everyone, it's Jules here with one of our brief explainers, the quick podcast from Consensus where we take an element of debating or public speaking and explain it for you as useful introductions. Today's topic is ban debates for beginners. We all know that banning something is a pretty big call. In the real world, bans are only used to stop activities or products considered dangerous or very harmful. At the lower end of that scale, access to fireworks for individuals is banned by governments in nearly all of our states. It seems a long time ago, but when I was a kid, anyone could buy crackers and rockets. But because people used them dangerously and destructively, they were banned. More seriously, some harmful drugs are illegal and selling them involves harsh penalties. In debating, a ban is one of the most common mechanisms for implementing a policy. You'll meet them in many debates, with topics like banning fast food companies, banning sports that involve animals, or banning primary school students from having phones. Bans are a hard-line mechanism for affirmative. You shouldn't try to avoid or soften a ban if your topic calls for it. But because banning is an extreme way of solving an issue, debaters often exaggerate the problem in order to justify the ban. You should always try to be reasonable, rather than making the problem look like a real catastrophe. There are different types of bans in debating. The least extreme topics are about something that may be outdated. For instance, getting rid of homework. In this debate, the basic argument the affirmative uses is that there are better ways of helping kids learn, while the negative argues homework helps reinforce learning. Next, there are topics where the harms are possibly more serious. For instance, banning parents from smacking their children. Basically, the affirmative argues that this harsh, harsh action destroys trust between parents and kids, while the negative argues that smacking is an important disciplinary tool for emergencies. Then there are topics where the harms are more obvious and serious. For instance, banning tobacco products. Here the affirmative argues that smoking is so addictive we need to take the choice away from people. And the negative argues a ban is unnecessary because current regulations like plain packaging with health warnings are working and that a ban increases the problem by pushing people towards worse products. This we call a black market. In ban debates, it's really important to remember that instead of exaggerating harms, you need to compare solutions. At Affirmative, you work to prove that a ban is the final step necessary to solve the issue because the present policy isn't working. At Negative, you try to prove that present regulations are working and that a growing understanding of the problem is helping to reduce it. Another simple thing to remember is that the model or practical plan for affirmative in ban debates is straightforward. Banning something is such a clear mechanism that there's no need for complicating factors. Now, let's take a look at some common mistakes that debaters make with ban topics. Because ban topics often involve a clear harm, affirmative first speakers tend to spend too much time explaining how bad those harms are. The problem is, that all this material can simply be agreed with by the negative first speaker. The real question in the debate is, what is the best way to solve the problem everyone agrees does exist? It is much more effective when the affirmative first speaker outlines the problem 
notes that everyone in the debate is likely to agree something should be done about it before giving a brief introduction to why their team solution is better. We call this the reasonable basis for the debate. Sometimes teams claim benefits or harms that really aren't connected to their policy. For instance, arguing that a ban on fast food companies will make people cook healthy food. Just because you're not eating one kind of commercial food doesn't prove you'll cook more or more healthily. Another example is arguing that a ban on contact sports for under 18s will mean that fewer kids will get skin cancer because they aren't in the sun as much. Just because you're doing less of one outdoor activity doesn't mean you're outdoors less. Finally, one argument negative teams often use is that, bans, uh, that a ban means government is taking a right of choice away from individuals. It's important to remember that we often let governments restrict what we're allowed to do if the harms are big enough. These controls extend from making it compulsory to wear seat belts in cars to making some activities illegal. If it's obvious a real harm exists, it can look pretty silly if the negative argues people have a right to be exposed to it. Okay, everyone, that's it for today. Please feel free to email us if you'd like any questions answered at info at consensuseducation.com. Bye, everyone.